Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If it's not in our best interest, it's not in his either. And he's going to speak up about it. This is The Roy Green Show. I don't know about you, but I get chills when I hear our national anthem. And that particular version, which was sung in uh, Ottawa this morning by 16-year-old Martina Ortiz-Lewis, was just absolutely incredible. Just incredible. Our anthem is is what I think has emotionally pulled people together at times when we might have been more fractious toward one another because it is a powerful, powerful piece of music, and the words are significant in both languages. And then after the uh, national anthem, the prime minister spoke. So today, let's celebrate everything we've accomplished and do what Canadians do best. Look to the future and roll up our sleeves, because together, I know we'll keep building a country that makes us all proud. Okay. Um... Yeah. Could have done without the roll up the sleeves cliche. But then you knew I was going to find something about what Mr. Trudeau said. I think he could have been more eloquent. You have that other clip as well from him? Go ahead. When you have it. Do you want me to do something else? Yeah. Okay. I, they weren't ready for me to ask them to do this. It was another clip that we have by Justin Trudeau from Ottawa this morning. And um, so I have this question for you. This is our 151st birthday, of course. Last year was the great celebration. And I ask you on this 1st of July, and I do this very seriously, um, what are you most interested in speaking about? Canada's strengths? The beauty of this country and how fortunate we are to live here, because we are. Or is it more relevant to you to speak about what concerns you about what is happening in Canada today? 
And I think it's it's an it's going to be very interesting to hear what people how people choose, how you choose on Canada's birthday. Uh, we have many issues, many issues that need to be resolved, and it's not like other unlike other countries. They do as well internally, but they're not our concern. So one eight hundred two six three twenty four twenty eight one eight hundred two six three twenty four twenty eight. Um, what are you most interested in speaking about? The strengths of this country, the beauty of this country, and how fortunate we are to all live in Canada right now? Or is it more relevant on Canada's birthday to you? I'm not talking to anybody else. I'm talking to you. doesn't matter. Don't, don't, don't say to me just because you think this is what other people want to hear. We want to hear what you want to say. Is it more relevant to you to speak about what concerns you about what's happening in this country today? So beauty, the um, privilege of living here, the, the strengths of, of living here, or the concerns you have about what's going on in this country. 800-263-2428 is my number. 1-800-263-2428. Give me a call and just pick one or the other and let's talk. Proudly Canadian and making Canada proud. This is the Roy Green Show. contributed a, a, a lot to the world. This country has contributed so much to the world, and the people of this country have contributed so much to the world. And sometimes we've been talked down to by the people who supposedly are our leaders. But let me get to your calls now. And on this 151st birthday, do you want to talk about Canada's strengths and beauty and how fortunate we are to live here? Or do you want to get the, the, uh, the concerns you have about what's happening in this in this country of ours. And uh, we specifically have not asked you what it is you want to say. Candace is in uh, Hesley, British Columbia. Hi, Candace. Thank you for the call. Thank you. I enjoyed your hold music. Nothing like the Tragically Hip. Nothing like the Tragically Hip. <laughs> I think that we have to focus on how very, very fortunate we are to have been born here or to have moved here. My family's been here since the late 1700s, from Nova Scotia to Quebec to British Columbia over over the uh, generations. And we have to be able to share this fortune with others. Also, I'm on an international blog site with people from around the world, France, Germany, Great Britain, various parts of Great Britain. And yesterday when I said, oh, I'm off tomorrow, happy Canada Day, and one person wrote back to me and said, Happy Canada Day, to my blog name. May Canada long be a bastion of sanity in this insane world. And I thought that was a wonderful thing to comment. That certainly is how people see us internationally, for the, in, the, in the main, and, and rightly so. 
But we have, we certainly do have issues. Uh, the, my question is, what do we talk about on Canada's birthday? What, which supersedes the other? And I think for each person, it's going to be different. I have this question for you, Candace. Mm-hmm. What was it that brought your family initially to these shores in the 1700s? Do you have any, uh, do you have any family history that, that, that yeah, would answer well, that question? Ireland and Scotland, these aren't places that we were, uh, my family wasn't wanted anymore. So, boy, what a what an adventure that would have been, and what a what a what a risky endeavor to undertake with a family at a time in those days. I and mean, that's just amazing. These stories Both fascinate me. Family and I have remarkably long histories in this country, and they're very similar, uh, coming from uh, from Great Britain, various parts of Great Britain, and picking Canada. And if you look at the history of the country. Uh, how these people managed to survive in Lower oh, exactly. Canada. Yeah. I remember speaking with a, with a lady, uh, God, this goes back about 20 years, and she and her family came from the UK, and they arrived in Manitoba in July or August of, uh, I think it was in the 1920s. That'd be a challenge. Right. So they, were, they got the heat of the Manitoba summer. And they were they were working for a farmer who had provided them with a small cabin to live in, and it was very very sparse. Uh, I can't remember whether she said that they had all whether their two or three windows were properly you know had glass in them, but it wasn't there wasn't much, and they were not prepared for a prairie winter. They had no idea of what was going to happen to them. Yeah, but they all survived. They uh, they adapted to what what they encountered. And uh, they continued, and they prospered, and they, uh, they're like your family. They're spread across Canada, and, um, you know, they met the challenges, and they saw what the potential was. Well, I think the other thing that we have to remember, too, is that with the uh, Missing and Murdered Women's Inquiry and First Nations Reconciliation, we have to remember how much help so many of the First Nations, such as the Iroquois and the Huron, to my family and my husband's, gave people back when they first came here. Mm-hmm. People would have starved to death. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the United Empire Loyalists, uh, which includes some of my family, who came up to Lower and uh, lower Upper Canada, uh, they really had difficulty for the first couple of years, and they were given help by the then governor uh, of the area, of Lower Canada, and then the year that the help was discontinued was the year of the famine. Oh, wow. And they would not have survived without the First Nations. Yeah, we need to remember that. Candace, thank you so much for the call, and happy Canada Day. And happy Canada Day to everyone out there, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, I've been in touch with uh, Chief Bruce Shashish of Attawapiskat, and I asked the chief if he'd be able to come on the show today, and uh, he was going to be on the road with his family, so it doesn't look as though it's going to happen. But I do recall Chief Shashish being on this show, and we know, all of us know about out of Wapiscat and what that community is dealing with, water they can't drink, s- terribly substandard housing, children committing suicide, and they need help. And the Prime Minister uh, promised Chief Shishish two years ago that he would go to Atawapiskat. He hasn't been there yet. And if you go to uh, at Bruce Shishish, that's S-H-I-S-H-E-E-S-H, you can read the tweets from the chief about that. Dell is in Calgary. Hey, Dell, thank you for the call. Happy Canada Day to you. Happy Canada Day to you, and hopefully we'll still have one in the future. Well, I hope so, too. 
I'm very concerned of what's going on in this country today, and my family roots in Canada go back six generations. A lot of history. A lot of history. And, you know... What concerns you? Our governments are driving out all the investment in this country. Yeah. Our health care plan's going to bankrupt us. Yeah. Uh, I've been in business in this city of Calgary for 40 years. It's with the government taxes and such and so forth. We can hardly survive. Overregulated, overtaxed, and unappreciated. Yeah, that totally as self-employed. The only, the only thing I really have to say is if the if you look back at history, all revolutions, whether it's the French, the Russian, wherever you want to go, once they tax people to the point they can't afford to live, then we will have a revolution in this country. And I don't know what to say whenever the average Canadian, he earns a dollar, but he owes a dollar sixty-seven. And ten years ago, the tax rate was let's say forty percent. Mm-hmm. Now it's fifty-three percent if you take all three levels of. Government. We spoke yesterday with Jason Clemens from um, from uh, oh, what's wrong with me, the think tank in, uh, in in conservative think tank in BC. Yep. What's wrong with me? Can you help me out with that? I forgot the name. Well, I, li- I listened to Fraser the- Institute. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, and he told us that seven provinces, in seven provinces, the income tax rate is over 50%. It is. And in the other three provinces, it's very close to 50%. And Dell, I believe there are studies, and this I go back now to, I'm just really, really reaching, but I'm going back to the time when Bob Ray was the premier of Ontario and taxes were going up and they had an income tax surtax at 64%. If you made 64 if you if $64,000, if you made $64,000 a year, you had to pay an income surtax. Yep. So that was the wealth threshold. And I, I remember reading, and I believe this is the number, that if total taxation for a population hits 62%, they revolt. Well, exactly. And and you think about it, Roy. I run my own business. I've been self-employed all my life. When I started running my business, Thirty-eight percent of the population worked for some form of government, and it was supported by the rest of us that worked privately. Right now, I believe the stats are that 54 percent of people working in Canada work for government. And I'm not jesting those people for what they do, but what they have to realize is they do not perform anything that brings new money into the system. That's an awfully... Dell. thank you for the call. Happy Canada Day. That's an awfully high number, 54. I don't, I'll have to check that out. Mac is uh, just north of Calgary. Hi, Mac. Hello. How are you? Not good. Not good. Happy Canada Day to you. Oh, no, don't say that to me. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm an Albertan. Okay. I, Albertans, the old-time Albertans, and the rest that live here and pay taxes. We are not Canadians. We have never been allowed to be Canadians. We are slaves. And this has been our opinion. Who do you think, let me ask you this, who do you think you're speaking for in Alberta? How many people do you think you're speaking for? Well, let me answer that for you. A few months ago, three, four months ago, you had a lot of people on who were saying they wanted to separate. Yes, I did. 
and you were very surprised by that, you said. You know, well, this, this, is goes, this is actually it was a follow-up to a show that we did two years before with three grassroots Albertans who were in favor of at least considering separation. And the, 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 the reaction to that show was so intense that we did it for two weeks consecutively. Yes, sir. I have been called a history buff. I know my Western Canadian history. Do you have no hope for Canada, including Alberta? None whatsoever, sir. Have you ever I had? I go back to 1800s, David Thompson country, uh-huh. when he had a lot of Scots working for him. Uh-huh. They met because we're um, Presbyterians. <laughs> we're probably the harshest that go around in this province. And these Scots married their Indian wives, okay, and took their boys back to Scotland. And uh, look, I, I'm sorry, I, Mac, I, I'm sorry. I don't have time to really get in. I've only got a minute and a half left here. So okay. you have no... I, you have no hope for this country, regardless of who the prime minister is, regardless of the political structure, regardless of whether they change the elections and the way elections are carried out. You have no hope for Canada as a country. I have no hope, and it goes all the way back to after the Great War. Okay, my dear. Thank you for the call. And I'm not trying to be patronizing when I say my dear. Less in Corning, Saskatchewan. Less uh, one minute left. It's yours, sir. I, uh, to, uh, happy Canada, by the way, and great program, Roy. Thank you, sir. Happy Canada Day to you. And uh, I, I feel uh, exactly like your last caller in one aspect. Uh, this should be happy Western Canada Day. Uh, as far as the East, right now Trudeau is screwing our country. He's going to break us. He's just sucking every nickel out of us that he can get, and he's going to go deeper if, by chance, mm-hmm. he gets in on the next election. Yeah, Les, I, I have to say this to you in the seconds we have left. A year ago today, Justin Trudeau jumped up on a stage in, in Ottawa, and he gave this speech uh, about Canada, and then he listed and named all the provinces, and the one province he forgot, he said, was Alberta. I'll tell you, I I believed it then, and I believe it now. That That was not accidental. No. That was planned. Sir, I have to go less. Thank you so much in Saskatchewan. And your premier said to me a few weeks ago on the air, when it came to the discussion we had about the Trans Mountain Pipeline and the delays that British Columbia was building in, premier uh, said, uh, we have to ask ourselves, do we have a country? if one premier can stop a national project like that. We'll come back. Don't go away.